Hello and welcome to That's Enough Already. On this week's episode, I'm chatting to Andy Saunders, who not only is a good friend, he also had the great privilege of pretending to be my husband while we were traveling through Southeast Asia. And I really just took to that role. I told him how much he loved being married to me every single day. We had a great time. He's a stand-up comic. He's a home renovator. You would have seen him on The Block Australia. And he's doing some other renovation show with his wife, Debs. Go follow him on socials and see what he's up to. I've performed with him all over Australia. I've performed with him in New Zealand. And I look forward to doing all of that again once we're all vaccinated up the wazoo. Please enjoy Andy. Oh, mate. Oh, my God. How are you? Good, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Holy shit. I'm so sorry. We were filming so late, and then I was halfway home from the fucking Wop Wops on the farm where we were filming, and then I forgot my phone. They gave me this phone. It's like a burner phone. Yep. I look like a drug dealer, and they then put it in a little plastic bag for me and put it in the mailbox, and I had to go back because I'm flying to Sydney tomorrow morning. Well, that's that's COVID-safe drug dealer burner phone. That is very COVID-safe. I mean, I then put it in a condom and shoved it up my asshole. But <laughs> <laughs> I shelf stuff too. I mean, I don't need to, but I like it. <laughs> I always say to the guys at the airport, you'll find something there for yourself if you look hard yeah. enough on the top shelf. I always... I always put like a coin or something, you know, yeah. in, in my back pocket. So they sort of start rummaging around. What's in here? What's in here? I'm like, go deeper. Go yeah. deeper. You'll see. <laughs> Are you sick? I had a um I had a gig on Friday night. It was for a room full of millennials. Oh my. And it was a it was a corporate gig and I yeah. just I was yelling into the mic pretty much all night. I couldn't talk on the weekend, could not talk. Um, I mean, I'm sure your family was stoked about that because you never shut up. You know what? When I went to the doctor, Debbie was um, behind me going to the doctor. Don't fix him. If you fix him, you're (laughs) fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Three to four to five more days. That's all I want. Please, just let yeah. my ears rest. It's Because how long have you been married? 21 years this year we're married. Wow. Well, yeah, so she's like, life. Jesus, take the wheel. It's been 21 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that woman's a goddamn saint. I pretended to be your wife. Well, I didn't pretend to be your wife. You pretended to be my husband. Yeah. In Southeast Asia when we were on tour. And how long was that? Three weeks. It felt like the longest six years of my life. It was a long time and it, it was, was very long. the heat, Hot. the heat. Like I saw Satan there and he was like, fuck this, I'm going back down below. Is yeah, it- yeah, too much. But isn't it weird, like while we were there, um, so just for people listening, uh, Andy and I went on Roadshow with Melbourne Comedy Festival yep. and we did the uh, Southeast Asia League. I mean, we've done other leagues in the past. We've been together through New South Wales too. Had some chicken legs together as well. Go on. Mate, we've kept all the legs together. It was so nice. And then when we got to, we went to Asia, that's where I met you the first time. I met you 
on a train going from China to Hong Kong. That's, That's right. where we met. Yeah. And, and you were trying to crack everyone in the train up. That was your that was your goal. Was, I was doing the dumbest stuff. I love it. We were I've got the coolest photos from that time where we're like feeling up mannequins in the Nike shop. So just about we we went there and um Andy was looking for Lego watches for his two kids who, you know, this is a few years back. So he's looking for these Lego watches and we went everywhere. We went to every market in Hong Kong, we went to every market in Malaysia, we went to every market in Singapore. We could not find these watches. Eventually, we went to the, what was that really fancy? The Rolex watch. Yeah, so we we go to the Rolex shop and he asks the manager if Lego watches are, like, you could literally see this man malfunction. I've never seen it before in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have the video somewhere. His face suggested, like I said to him, I have your firstborn in a small room just outside of the city. Mm. If I can have what's in your bank account, you can have that child back. At least a bit of them. And he looked like you could have that child. (laughs) (laughs) That was the look in his eyes, mate. You could tell. Yeah, he was like, you can have the child, but you can't have a Lego watch. Get out of the Rolex shop with your your shorts and your slides. Okay, and this is the other one. We are in Southeast Asia. I'm a big unit. I am under no illusion that I am going to buy clothing at any of the markets. In fact, this is at the markets where we walked up to the guy and because uh, they had all this I heart HK, I love Hong Kong. And yeah. I said to the guy, do you have a T-shirt that says I mildly like Hong Kong? Yeah, you know, yeah. Or Hong, Hong Kong is okay. But they didn't. I wanted to find one that, that said I think Hong Kong's an Ag- adequate place to stay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three-star from me. But they didn't have that and it was very confusing to try because not only are we cracking jokes that crack us up, yeah. they, of course, don't understand and they're like, no, we don't. So now we're explaining the jokes to them, and which just makes it worse, and now we're just annoying these poor market people yeah. who are like, listen, if you don't want to buy a shirt, get out. Yeah, they, so, they're like looking at us going, can I just sell these really small Nikes, please? Yeah. For people that'll fit into them. Yeah, which is not you two, big fuckers. And then I said to the guy, I go, do you have anything in here that'll fit me? And he said, yes, Sunglasses. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't wrong. Those sunglasses fit like a glove. Because I because I was um twice as tall as the tallest person. Anyone. You were yeah. nearly the size of them all. But the thing that cracked me up is you were so confident in finding the Lego watches, which we never found. Oh, no. My kids now have Lego watches because when I saw them here, I bought them immediately. And yep. my kids don't really care for the Lego watches. But you, this is neither here nor there. But you were looking for slides. Do you remember oh that? And what's your shoe size? It's like a 68. Yeah. We, everywhere we went, they were like, the the biggest shoe was a 38. We're like, no, nothing no. would fit him. We have nothing because no. you, you, your feet are enormous. I was I was like if if it was socially acceptable to wear things on my toe yeah. and have them as as a shoe, then yes, I'll take them. Yeah. Thirty eight was Probably. so small. Yeah. But everything was small over there. Even the meals were small. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. This is an entree, is it? 
Now, but you were also, what What was the main thing you ate the whole time we were there? You didn't really eat Nasi goreng, Nasi goreng. I think okay, I, yeah. or, or was it water? No, I think you just went with um, European takeaways. All European takeaways. But I've All never, European takeaways. I've never had European takeaway in Southeast Asian countries. It was an experience. <laughs> Oh, my God, you're such a clown. What an asshat. Um, now, I just want to, because you've been married for 21 years to Deb. Yes, to the beautiful Deb. The saint, the saint that is Deb. What a saint. You've got four children, or have you accumulated more in that time? <clears throat> the last time I um, I checked it was four. They stood still for at least 30 seconds so I can count them. <laughs> yeah, I think Tyler, you could count a few times. <laughs> like... <laughs> So how are you, um, you know, you're, you're still living in Auckland, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, gonna, we're looking at trying to come over there, the Aboriginal Comedy All-Stars, very soon. I think we were talking about, we were talking about it like a month ago. But, so where will you, oh, sorry, where will you perform? Have you um, got a venue yet? They had a venue. There, there was a venue okay. booked um, before COVID. Okay. And remember yeah. we had you booked here in Old Bar. I still want you to do Old Bar. Yeah. The first one in Old Bar had Tommy Little. And I think yeah. I think um, when people know you're here, you're going to double Tommy Little's numbers. And I hope Tommy's listening to this. He will because, you know, Tommy always follows me because he's in love with me. I know. And, and me too. But like yeah. secretly. He's in the yeah. open about being in love with you. Yeah, he pesters me actually. It's it's fr- like it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing um, for him. Is he, does he ask about me? All the time. All the time. Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 all the time. He's always going, oh, that other guy. <laughs> and I, <laughs> you and I both know it's just because Tommy's not smart enough to remember Andy. Yeah, absolutely. It's a two-syllable word, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Let's burn him because he's hot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get jealous of all of those those hot yeah, men like too, that. He's not just hot, he's successful too, which is really a And you know what, what else shits me about him? Nice. Yeah, oh, my God. How, and he's a good friend too. He would never do this to us. No, yuck. What a bastard. What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I should actually, I should get him on the podcast. Yeah, get him on. The three of us should be on it. We're roasting. I'd love that. I think you'd probably win roasting against me if I was roasting you him. You would, mate. actually. He's pretty yeah. quick. And and he'll do it without a shirt on, oh, I hope. Me too. <laughs> He's the only one that can turn everyone. Yeah, me you're, you're not a sexuality. It's just Tommy. He, that should be his slogan. Yeah, that's uh, that should be his perfume. Wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, the other one would just be pushed out of the um, the, he- yeah. the hemisphere. It'd be just yeah, it'd be new Tommy. New Tommy, hell figure. Yeah. So you do the Aboriginal All Stars. Yep. Why don't you call it the Indigenous Australian All Stars? Um, because or is it your word? You can do whatever the fuck you want with well, it. Well, Aboriginal All Stars is um, it's more local. To Australia, yeah. I know a yeah. lot of other um, first people in other countries call themselves Aboriginal, um, yeah. and Indigenous is more uh, something that can be adopted by anyone who was born in a country. So, yeah. um, or we could, I mean, uh, another one is first um, Australia's first people all stars, yeah. or first nations all stars. 
Christmas. And we wouldn't call Indigenous because Pauline Anton said she's Indigenous and we don't want to be affiliated. Oh, yeah, no, then I want to, let's take that out of the dictionary then. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Was yeah. she wearing a burqa at the time? <laughs> I only listened to her when she wears her burqa. <laughs> Do you know, when, when she did wear that, I thought yeah. that's the best she's ever looked. Me too. Mm. I really think it complimented her nothing. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Now, when she wore that, I was like somewhere at some point Pauline had to approach a Muslim woman. Oh, no. Because I don't know if you've How ever, did... you, have to, you have to go buy it at a shop that sells it. You're not buying that shit at, you I know. know, David Jones. Yep. Cotton so on. I'm like, I want it. I wish, I wish I was a fly on the wall when she tried to organise that outfit. Oh. All right, we're going to have to get one. I'm going to have to make a Muslim lady friend. Then I have to ask her to take me to, or I could borrow one. Yes, show me how to wear it so I wasn't inappropriate because I'm never that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this and you go, who is Pauline Hanson? Do yourself a favour, go Google her. Google her, yep. She, yeah, she, it's hours of entertainment. She's a lot. She's a lot. I'm always so disappointed when I go to to towns that sort of wish. What happened? I have no idea what happened. It's, I think it was. Because we're talking it, about Pauline Hanson and they, they're listening. The government is listening. They are honest. Don't you worry. We've been a target for a long time, me and Yeah, you. yeah. Well, mainly you. I think not me so much. I've interviewed Pauline once. I had the opportunity. And then before I got to interview her, this is like that on a new show here in New Zealand. And uh, we interviewed her. Now, people don't look kindly upon her, the ones that know her here. And I just said, we were supposed to ask her questions about a certain topic. And I just went, yep. I won't push her political agenda. It's just not going to fucking happen. No. So then when it came to me, so you have the earpiece and they go, go. and I go, hey, Pauline, you used to work in a fish and chip shop. Yes, to vinegar or no? I'm like, I will not fucking ask her anything political. And she goes, no vinegar. I go, clearly you're an animal. Thank you so much. (laughs) 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 And everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? I was like. Yeah, I'm like, I don't give a shit. And then the next guy asked her something political. I'm like, mm. I don't understand any of her political rants, but good on her. She's got no, a No, oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. When I, when I go to like Townsville or, you know, to go do a gig and her ads are everywhere and I know that these people vote for her, I always feel no. so dirty. I'm like, I don't want, yeah. like I'm doing a gig to people that I go, I don't agree with your politics at all. I'm better now where I'm yeah. like, you know what, that's your politics. I have my politics. We have different. It's the same as like when you meet a politician that you know voted against marriage equality or oh. that is, you know, and. And you go, it hurts my soul to think. But then I think, you know, I meet a lot of fuckwits. I, I meet of a lot course. of people, you know, so you just kind of have to go, I have to compartmentalise that. Can I just say, because you, you said you used to work with child protection. Do you still work? Because you still no, have a day job. I, st- I work in um, ed- education. I still you- work in education. Um, I develop um, training programs for disengaged community. Yeah, I'll put what? them together and work with uh, teaching crews and stuff like that. So how how many hours would you work a week? So that's like a proper job. It's a full proper job, but um, it's very, very flexible. I love it yeah. and I'm passionate about education, especially for Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people. I think it's yeah. um, 
I think it's something that I need to be doing yeah. at the moment. I'm unbelievably busy with the other stuff, comedy, and um, with Debbie doing design and stuff like that. Because, yeah, because um, you guys do the house shows or the renovation mm, shows. Yeah. So you did the vlog, and what's the other one that's coming up now? There's another one called uh, Renovate or Rebuild, and it's all about people choosing whether they should renovate or rebuild. And um, uh, there's a lot of different crews that represent states in Australia, and we're representing New South Wales, and we're up against Jess, Eva and Norm. Um, And Jess used to be um, on the block. I think she was on uh, 2017 or 18, but they're a lot of fun. And we have to – their team rebuild, we're team renovate. And it's all about – conservation and sort of uh, re- reusing things in the house so you can sort of save the planet a little bit and yeah. talking about um, solar power and energy um, consumption and, you know, it's building smart and things like that. It's quite interesting and I'm totally interested in it but I, all I get to do is take the piss and without any pressure whatsoever. So it's the perfect job for me at the moment. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I know. And everyone that has ever seen you on that show go, hey, is that Andy on the blog? Is that your mate? I go, yeah. They go, he is the craziest fucking guy and he's always cracking everyone up. And I actually met a tradie, I can't even remember who it was, came to one of my shows who was on the blog and he said that. Yeah, and he goes, um, he met you, and he goes, do you know Andy? I go, yeah, and he goes, he is the funniest person I've ever met. I go, yeah, I go, and how's his energy level? <laughs> <laughs> did He's you, like, did you, off the chart. And when he said that at your gig, did you go, um, so you're at my gig? saying he's the funniest person you've ever met? No, hmm. no, no. I totally get it, though, because... <laughs> well... Hey, listen, let me ask you, have you ever been to Norfolk Island? No, I was supposed to go for Roadshow uh, last year. Yeah. It was COVID. It was last year, wasn't it? Last year, yeah. Yeah, I was booked to go to go for COVID last year, and, um, yeah, it was all, all cancelled. Obviously. You know, I started that with a comedy festival and was because I was the ambassador for Norfolk Island. No. <laughs> and then I said to the comedy festival, you should take a, a group over to Norfolk Island. Mate, it looks beautiful, hey? It looks like... Um, no, it's just because uh, it's all these original Torres Strait people who are still from the original family that lived there. Wow, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, mate. And there's, um, you could take the kids, that's what I think, we should, uh, never mind comedy, let's just go on holiday and bring the kids because I'm going to take my kids. You can go snorkel out on the reef. There's boats that still sank when, when they just came over. And you can go dive bits out and whatever you dive out, they put in the museum and they'll put your kid's name on it and go, no you know, toilet, dive this out. But the... Like the whole, like the history of the Torres Strait people and, and the, them coming over, everything is super celebrated. It's all in the museum there. You should go. That sounds wicked. I, I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, all and that, the snorkeling is really good there. Yeah, I love, um, I love a bit of snorkeling here and there. We've got some right. nice nice areas around here in Little Wallaby Point and Crowdy and Foster. It's lovely here. You live in Tauri, beautiful Tauri. I've been there a couple of times. We're E-rats. You know, you know a ta- person from Tauri is called an E-rat. That's Tauri backwards. Tauri backwards, isn't oh, it? E-rat. Look at you guys trying to make it cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good little Tauri. Yeah, I, I just imagine whoever came up with E-rat was like dropping the mic and walking yeah, around yeah. Like, 
Especially don't talk to the die off. I'm an e rat. You're an e rat. E rat. It was like, oh, fuck, Kevin's off. <laughs> <laughs> he just, that cunt's off his nut. <laughs> He's Isn't like, that- write it down. Write it down. And look, what do you see? What do you see if you write e rat? <laughs> now read it from the other, no, other way. Carol, read it from Turn the other way. Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, because he, he's definitely Trevor's friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you get so annoyed, you, you don't even say Trev. You're like, Trev, Trev, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a bad kid. All right, let me let me ask you something. Yeah. Well, for, how important is comedy to you? Oh, God. Making people laugh brings me back to my, my safest place, I think. Like, um... I remember when I was four years old telling jokes way out of my age range to my grandparents. And, you know, when you're at your grandparents' feet, it's where you feel the safest, most supported. It's where you learn the most. You just, you're immersed, basically. And I think when I do that in front of a group of random people who have paid money to hear what's coming out of here and here sometimes, it just sort of brings me home. So I think that that's a really serious answer. I mean, if you, if I put it really um, bluntly and simply, and that's probably what you'd rather hear, it makes me feel so much better than what I do when I'm not telling jokes. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. And I, to me, because I don't really tell jokes, it's stories like that, that storytelling that sort of connects me to my people. That's how I feel like I, I remember as a little girl sitting around and all my uncles and my grandfather and my, you know, the aunties, everyone just telling stories. And my grandmother would tell stories. She could speak 17 different languages, you know, and, and she could tell stories to anyone at any point, like, Everything from Portuguese, Italian, you know, right through to Corsa, she wow. could speak it all. And then just all that those stories. And um, people used to come and just hang out at her house and everyone called her Omar, which is grandma, and she would just tell stories. And so when I do it, it's the same. I feel like I'm connected to her, yep. I'm connected to my past, you know, sort of that is the link. And I think all the stories that we tell is sort of that's so when I when I went to South Africa, I went up to Northern Cape, which is where the Khoisan people live, you know, the yep. uh, traditional people of South Africa and uh, the original. And um, I went in there and I said, I did a DNA test and I'm part Khoisan. What? They are the actual storytellers. And I said to the lady there, I said, I did a, a DNA test and I'm part Khoisan. And she goes, well, we'll see tonight. And then she sat and we, we had a meal first and then there was a fire and we were sitting sort of, you know, just away from the fire and some of the Australians are like, can we come? Why aren't we sitting by the fire? And then she told the story about foreign people coming and not understanding how snakes and scorpions like fire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then they all, like, it just sparked off and they were laughing and, and we were dancing and telling stories and stuff and we were just cracking each other up. And I was like, this is amazing. This is like being with yeah. my granny and, you know, uh, and all the people coming and, you know, and I thought it's so, like, especially then it's like whenever anyone came over, no one was watching television. Everyone was sitting and talking no, to each other. That's right. I don't really think it's specific to any country or specific to any Culture. group of people. No. I think it's literally just we took time years ago 
to fucking yeah. care and talk to and share our stories. And now we're relying on Facebook. This is how we share our stories now. Well, that's right. It is definitely a different way to connect and engage with people. And I know it's the new way. Uh, you don't have to like it. That's fine. And it's normal not to like sometimes because it's um, – we. The way we did it in the past, you could go to any lounge room of a home, not a house, but a home where the matriarch and the patriarch made it a home and a safe, a supportive place to be. And those lounge rooms can be around the campfire. They can be anywhere you're talking about. It doesn't have to be a group of people or a culture or background or religion. People, when they're in that space and they're really connecting and engaging, the laughs the tears, the dance and, and the love all comes out. And I think that's what comedy definitely is for me. It's 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 a beautiful thing and it's hard to it it really is hard to explain to someone what it feels like when you see a room full of people laugh. It's not yeah. even an egotistical thing. It actually really um it, it actually makes me laugh as well. Yeah. So yeah. um I, I don't even laugh at my own jokes or my my stories I laugh at people laughing at them yeah. it's a weird thing to try and explain and um yeah it's almost like you're laughing at their interpretation because some people you yeah. can go or, or how they you see how they hit the person next to them like that's mm. you that's you yeah that's you what I like to say is when you look out and you go you can see every you know like you can see these young couples there's people by themselves there's mm. you know like a whole sea a diverse sea out in front of you. Yeah. And they're all laughing and you go, in that moment, in mm. that, because it's involuntary. Like sometimes you just laugh, right? And you That's can't, right. you don't have to break that shit. Yep. And you go, in that moment, they are all in exactly the same spot, you know, emotionally, yep. physically. They are all engaged to the story. Yeah. And they are all relating it to their lives. So in that moment, you're only laughing because you can relate to it. Yeah. So you linked with all of these people if you're sitting in a room with 50 people you're you're immediately linked to 50 people that is a very powerful thing if you're sitting in a theater of 3,000 you're immediately linked to 3,000 people that's right it's it's a very it's it's a powerful experience and um I, I just I love that um how you said that people sort of connect with each other then and say that's you you know you like glory holes too and blah 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 who doesn't yeah well Oh, that's that's my that's my new travel show, Glory Hole Hunters. I'm gonna pitch it if you wanna be my co host. Yeah, 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 I'd love um, to. I, most, I, I always look for those. Mostly just truck stops. It's gonna be like it, it, it'll we're gonna need a lot of hand sanitizer, put it that way. We're gonna need a lot of something. I mean, I'm happy I've got a drill. I've got a big old job bit oh, and then a little sorry. one. So, you know, it's about creating opportunities, I feel. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Everyone needs to be accepted and validated on that level. And that's the, be that's the beauty of the human race. We're all different and we all connect in different ways. And um, I loved how you pointed that out, how they're not just connecting to the joke or the story. They're also connecting to each other and they're looking at each other and they're validating that they too have experienced what the person on stage is talking about yeah. or they too are like that or they're just relating crazy. in a way, or they're crazy, crazy. which is always good to have half an audience full of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, why, I these, why are these people laughing? I haven't even told a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is an easy audience. I'll take a few 
more of these nights. <laughs> cool. Oh my god! All right, let me let's get to the the meaty bit of it. Tell me something about people that shit you to absolute death. That or as as what's that lady from over there says put so eloquently. What does your fucking cunt in about other people? <laughs> I'll tell you, I love I love how people know who you are and they make out they don't, but they do. So it doesn't really shit me. It intrigues me um, when when people say, I know who you are. You're Ursula Carls. Are you, are you are you the comedian, Ursula? You are. You're on that show on Channel 10. What's it called? What's it called? Um Oh, Husey, we've got a problem. Or, um, or, um, um, we, um, have you been paying attention? Yeah, I don't watch it. Never but, heard of it. But, but you're that that person, aren't you? It's a really funny. It's a funny thing when people do that because it's it, it seems like a full on insecurity, and it's um it's not our problem. It's yeah. theirs, but we feel like we have to validate them by standing and sort of listening and saying, yeah, I want to help you, but I can't because I've got to go and get back on TV. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I had someone say, oh, Andy, I heard you were on the block. I didn't watch you. I don't watch you. And I, I'm like, I don't watch you either. There's heaps yeah. of other random people I can watch in the street. Yeah. But that's yeah. cool. I've got to run now. Thanks for telling me that, you know, how you feel about me in a weird way. But thank you. I have to go. I had, I did have someone. This is funny. I use this as a bit. But I, I had someone come up to me and this is true. He made a beeline for me in a, um, a mall. And he comes straight up to me. Now I see him out of my peripherals and I turn and he, before I, turned sort of straight on to him. He goes, Andy, you don't know me, but I'm a registered snake catcher. Here's my card. And then he fucked off. Amazing. And I was like. You should go, were you wearing pants? Maybe thought it's. <laughs> so, he saw your penis. He's like, i got to catch that. <laughs> but, uh, I was perplexed to say the least. Hey? I went home and I watched a couple of um, episodes of The Block and I was like, I'd probably give me a card as well it's, it's, <laughs> it's looks pretty hopeless oh my god <laughs> i looked in the mirror when i got home i was like do i look like someone who can't catch a fucking snake i was like so annoyed it was funny <laughs> though very very funny but it's uh, you know what the love outweighs everything else and so uh, you know yeah. the fans are unbelievable they're just they're just amazing especially of comedy comedy fans yeah. They're just they're fanatical. They just want to laugh, man. They, they yeah. just want to be entertained. They're there. If they are at your show or they're at any show, basically, they are there for the journey from the start to the finish. They are stayers. It's unreal. Yeah. Best audiences yeah. are com- comedy audiences, I reckon. Oh, yeah, 100%. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't change my life. For anything in the world. I just wouldn't. No. This is the best job. I And what about yourself shits you to death? About me? Yeah. What What's the one thing about you where you go, fuck, I wish I could just stop that shit? Um, I've got a, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I've got legs, really, really skinny legs. Yeah. I wish they were bigger. You know you got skinny legs when you look at ibises and you say, I wish my legs were that big. 
From a distance in a pair of shorts, I look like a fucking bar stool. It's not very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I love love bigger calves. I I wouldn't mind bigger calves. I don't even know how many podcasts I've recorded. You're the first one to go, my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I can be quite impatient with the children. Um, you know, can be quite full on with, you're like, now nah, my car, I'd love some calves, actually. I look like a bastard. <laughs> 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 it looks like I've missed leg day for the past 80,000 years, eh? And you know it's bad because you just turned 50, right? I've turned 50, yep. Yeah. So now once you turn 50, it's almost like your legs go, have you ever seen people over 50? Their oh. legs just, I, I'm just going to fuck off, all right? Every grain of fat you've ever had in your legs, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave you looking like a fucking paddle pop. So now <laughs> <laughs> I see all these women, even my mum, all of a sudden she's going full paddle pop. I'm like, where the fuck's your legs? If you've got thin legs, you're going to have nothing. You're going to have there's just these two matchsticks down the bottom with this big fuck off paddle pop at the top. Yeah, this is what you get. After you've turned 50, you journey towards skin, bone, and veins. That's it. You're getting closer and closer to dust. Jesus yes, Christ. And, and your ass is getting thinner. That's right. That's right. And your legs start getting bow-legged. You know how I said I, I look like an like a, a bar stool from a distance? Yeah. I look like an antique chair. <laughs> like those that you see. No, those, what do you call those sideboards that you get in the dining room? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, 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 you know, I'm four years, then I'm going to be 50. Can you still eat a whole scone by yourself or do you have to share it now? I think they're too dry for my mouth now. Because <laughs> 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 you know how most, most older people are always going. That old tongue rolling. Yeah. They're, trying to, they're trying to gather spit so they could eat their next meal. <laughs> I, I just thought it's because they're always fucking eating fruit cake, and it yeah. is too much for them. It's too that cake is just hundred percent too fucking dry for human consumption and too heavy. And it's like the older you get, the weaker your anus gets. I know it can't it can't cut anymore. It can't it cannot hold that that cement filled fucking cake. And that's why old people always have the plastic sheeting still on the couches. It's not because they're scared the grandkids are going to fuck it up. It's because they're scared they're going to shit fruitcake all over the couch. It's easy to wipe off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're definitely going to hell. <laughs> we're going now. Look, um, I'll save you a seat. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, I'm going to say thank you for coming on the podcast. Well done. You just got to the end of this podcast. Now, this episode is the last of the season. Uh, I'll be back in a few months. And next week will be a very special best of episode where we'll cut together the, the best bits of all the podcasts that didn't actually make it into the podcast. Or maybe some of it did make it into the podca- podcast. We'll just cut together whatever the hell we like and uh, whatever we, we think is going to be thrilling for your ear holes. So next week, uh, expect that. 
Also, get in touch. Send me a message on Insta or social. Slide into my DMs. Tell me which ones you like and, and what questions you would like me to ask um, people that I chat to. I've already started recording the next seasons and I think you will like what you hear. Subscribe. Talk to you soon. Shh, that's quite enough. Just stop. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Zip it. Shush, please. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, I can hear. Calm down, mate. But I don't care. That's enough already. Shut up. Oh, shush.